Chapter Four of Flash Evans, Cameron Newshawk, by Frank Bell. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Reading by Matt Perard. Chapter Four: Substitute Cameraman. Pleased by Flash's promise, Joe Wells quickly provided him with George Doyle's Indianapolis hotel address and offered such advice as he thought might prove useful. Doyle knows a lot about newsreel work and can help you, he declared but you readily see the job is too big for him to handle alone i'm frank to say he's touchy and rather unpleasant at times don't let that bother you i'll be having enough troubles without doing any worrying about him flash returned grimly well good luck joe said extending his hand i may see you in indianapolis i'm getting out of here as soon as the doctor lets me flash left the hospital somewhat bewildered by the rapid way his plans had been altered while he had experimented with amateur newsreel photography and had studied it many months he had no faith in his ability nor did he think that george doyle would like the new arrangement consulting timetables flash discovered that he never could reach indianapolis by train the wrecked streamliner had been the last one which would have arrived in time for the races a passenger plane left the local airport at eleven that evening, and by making his decision quickly, he was able to get a ticket. Morning found him, haggard and worn, standing at the desk of the Seville Hotel in Indianapolis. Nervously, he glanced at the lobby clock. His plane had been delayed, held back by strong headwinds. He feared that George Doyle might have already left for the racetrack. "'Did you wish a room, sir?' the clerk inquired regarding his unkempt appearance with disapproval we're filled do you have a george doyle here newsreel man the clerk asked in an altered tone yes i think so he checked a card index and reported that the man occupied room seven o four without telephoning to learn if doyle were in flash went up to the seventh floor in response to his knock the door was flung open george doyle hat pushed back on his head faced him with a frozen gaze well he demanded unpleasantly what do you want i guess you don't recognize me we met at brandale remember the bailey brooks shoot pictures oh sure the man broke in but his voice still lacked warmth sorry i can't stop to talk now i'm just starting for the track joe wells sent me flash said significantly immediately the sound technician's manner changed why didn't you say so he asked motioning for flash to come into the bedroom how is joe haven't heard a word from him since the wreck you weren't on the same train yes i was joe's leg is broken and he's badly battered no chance then of his getting here today not a chance this leaves me in a nice situation Doyle complained. I can't handle the job alone. I might know Wells would pull something like that. I don't think he broke his leg on purpose, Flash returned dryly. Maybe not, Doyle admitted, but this was our big opportunity to make a showing. Now I might as well pack up and start back east. Joe sent me to take his place. I don't know how much good I'll be, but here I am, anyhow. Doyle had been nervously pacing the floor. He paused and stared at Flash. Joe sent you, he repeated. 
do you know anything about newsreel work not very much flash admitted truthfully i'm a photographer for the brandale ledger i can do what you tell me a lot of help you'll be doyle growled i need a good experienced man flash began to lose patience it seemed to him that doyle had no interest in joe wells misfortune save as it affected him his only thought was for himself and his work if you don't care to use me that's quite all right he said i have some pictures of my own to take as he turned abruptly toward the door doyle stopped him wait a minute don't be so touchy i didn't say i couldn't use you did i if i decide to tackle the job i'll need a helper you may do thanks said flash ironically he had taken an intense dislike to doyle the man was conceited and disagreeable but for joe's sake he would see the thing through had your breakfast yet doyle asked in a more friendly tone no but i'm not very hungry still feeling the effects of last night i guess doyle asked no questions about flash's experiences in the train wreck it did not occur to him that the young photographer had undergone extreme physical discomfort in order to reach indianapolis well get shaved he said gruffly i'll need to explain to you about the equipment we haven't much time flash borrowed a razor and did not keep doyle waiting long they left the hotel going directly to the garage where the green sound truck had been left there the sound technician demonstrated the news view equipment and seemed slightly reassured to discover that flash knew a good deal about newsreel cameras maybe we can get by somehow he said gloomily let's roll just as you say flash jumped into the sound wagon beside doyle on the seat he noticed the newspaper of the previous night in screaming headlines it proclaimed streamliner wrecked twelve dead twenty-seven injured as the car shot out of the garage into blinding sunlight he was able to read the finer print his eyes scanned the list of known dead seeing a familiar name he gave a low exclamation of surprise what's wrong doyle demanded regarding him curiously nothing flash answered it just gave me a shock this list of the dead someone you know you remember that fellow albert povey povey can't seem to place him the man we both saw at brandale he was trying to buy bailey brooks parachute after the successful test oh sure nodded doyle he wasn't killed in the wreck his name is listed doyle guided the sound truck through traffic at a reckless pace deliberately stealing the right of way from timid motorists if povey's dead then bailey brooks is out of luck he remarked in a matter-of-fact tone too bad for him and for povey too added flash dryly however from what i've heard of the man his death may not be such a great loss to humanity mixed up in some sort of government scandal wasn't he i never did learn many of the details flash admitted it was a funny thing though joe and i saw him on the train he didn't remember us or if he did he gave no sign he seemed especially interested in an army man major hartgrove interested oh it was only my idea it struck me he might have boarded the train with the intention of watching the major 
well if he's dead he won't do any more watching doyle returned carelessly we're getting near the main gate now let me have the passes what passes didn't joe give them to you doyle demanded lifting his foot from the accelerator he didn't give me anything the sound technician groaned joe had all our credentials you didn't think they'd let us through the gate without proper identification flash had not given the matter a thought won't our truck get a spy he asked it may but i doubt it they're not letting many sound outfits inside what will we do what can we do if we're questioned we'll have to put up a loud argument the truck had entered dense traffic it halted to await its turn to enter the grounds slowly the line moved up shouting news view in a loud voice doyle attempted to drive through the gate he was promptly stopped not so fast young man said the gateman let's see your passes passes doyle inquired innocently you heard me retorted the gateman and don't try any bluff see here we don't need any passes doyle argued we're newsreel men for the newsview company can't let you through without passes those are my orders have a heart doyle growled we did have passes but we lost them if we don't get inside and locate our truck before race time we'll lose our jobs and i'll lose mine if i disregard orders the gateman countered doyle alternately argued and pleaded but to no avail the gateman remained firm and at last he lost all patience pull out a line he ordered sharply you're holding up these other cars angrily doyle swerved the truck parking it a short distance away his eyes smoldered as he turned toward flash joe certainly used his brain when he sent you here without credentials he muttered now how are we to get those pictures any brilliant ideas mr evans End of chapter four